This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the highly secure, highly fortified, top secret Spurs Insider headquarters, Welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Insider Podcast, even though one of the members wants to change that name to Spurs and Nonsense. That might work. I am joined by sports editor Nick Talbot, the great Nick Talbot, the the immortal, the incomparable Tom Ringo star Orsborne, and also Jeff McDonald. Wah, wah. <laughs> Jeff has his... Big gulp, uh, polar pop, much like uh, Spurs CEO R.C. Buford often brings around whenever you see R.C. Buford, you see a big gulp. Jeff McDonald's decided to bring his uh, polar pop into the studio this week. He's going to try to keep the slurping to a minimum. Nick Talbot's going to try to keep the sniffling to a minimum. Tom Orsborne, uh, Ringo Starr, Orsborne, you can take it away. What is the state of your San Antonio Spurs as we head into Thanksgiving? It's interesting. You know, the guys are, they're upbeat. They're not, you know, you don't get this sense of panic. You get a sense of frustration, though. It's starting to, you know, in my recent road trip to D.C., and you you guys picked up uh, after that leg of it, you could start seeing the frustration starting to come out with uh, DeMar a little bit, Rudy in particular, you know, not not finger pointing or anything like that. Just the losing was starting to wear on them. I would probably say that losing to the uh, Washington Dadgum Wizards would have something to do with that. Yeah, and the Dadgum Davis Bertans. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah, hurt. Yeah, uh, that guy's. <laughs> but when you're like, even when they're playing poorly and and struggling, you're looking at games as far as well. Maybe they can pick up this game at least. And Washington is one you definitely thought. You kind of. I don't want to say you you chalked up a win, but you kind of penciled that right. into the win column. And if you're trying to fight out of this hole, losing on the road to Washington, even though Bradley Beal is a is a fine basketball yeah. player and Davis Bertans is Latvian for Larry Bird, um, you still got to win that game, and, and and they did not. And so many of them, they're in there. It's within their grasp, you know. And that's what that's what's really uh, really hurts those guys. They hung with the Lakers for a yeah, while. For yeah. a while. Yeah. The. The idea of whether or not this team can finish, I, I think that continues to be a, a continuing question. There's lots of continuing questions with this team, but um, what what do we think about is, – is that improving at all, just late and game it, type of stuff? And it's so funny. Just a while ago it was the bad starts. Now right. it's the bad finishes. Yeah. You know? uh, you know. Well, I would say earlier it was the bad starts and the bad finishes, yeah. and now yeah. they're taking care of one of those. Right. So we're, we're pl- plugging holes in the dam. They're on the right bit. track. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're on the. What's what's struck out? What struck me about the the little Philly New York trip that Jeff and I took is how much of a an apparent concerted effort Pop is making to stay positive. Like oh. he's at that point now where his best teams over the years, when they were actually 
championship contenders. He would go out of his way to find stuff to just nitpick about and get upset about and overreact. And now he's having to go the other way because I think he's afraid if, if, if he doesn't kind of prop them up or find a way to make them feel like the world isn't crashing down on him, he might lose them. Losing Pop has been fun to deal with <laughs> to <laughs> a certain true. extent. It's true. And he was uh, like that with his old teams when they would go through struggles as well. It's yeah, sort of yeah. like his M.O. when things are going – a lot well, of when you're winning 20 in a row, you got to yeah. bring them down a little bit. When you've lost four or five in a row, you've got to build them up. And Pop's yeah. always been that way. Yeah. You're just seeing it more this this year because it is so low all yeah. the time, losing game after game after game after game. After then playing New York and then losing game after game. <laughs> a lot of coaches are like that. Parcells was like that. I hate to go back into that era no, for me. but Tom Horsborn was, was a, a vaunted uh, <laughs> now tell tell our listeners at home who is Bill Parcells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, to, going back to another podcast era too. <laughs> two th- two um, things Tom Warsworth made his his great claim to fame early in his career on were uh, Bill Parcells and the Cowboys and the San Antonio Hockey Wars, the Ice Wars. That's right. That's right. Anyway, Parcells was the same way <laughs> when they when when the losing came, the jokes came out, the humor was there, the edge was off a little bit. But when they were winning and he had a championship team or a team he thought he could do well, he was he was always on edge. Yeah. So, seeing the same thing with Pop, the the adjustments that Pop have made that a lot of fans were looking for throughout the first month of the season. I guess maybe here to say stay Derek White in the starting lineup, and th- th- that seems to be working. It's it's not a cure all. There's no magic beans there, but that he seems to be comfortable with the other guys in the starting lineup. Yeah, I think Jakob Pertl starting might be might be back to being a thing too. Yeah, I think that I think well, I, I, it just looks to me like everything's been so discombobulated. Let's go back to the lineup that was familiar with itself last year that got them to the playoffs, that got them to seven games in Denver. Guys that you at least have a track record of being able to work together. Yeah, and LaMarcus Aldridge this morning at shoot-around all, but he stamped it, endorsed it, didn't say, hey, I I caused it to happen, but he's certainly happy with it. I think both those moves, Pirtle into the starting lineup instead of Trey Lyles and White into the starting lineup, for DeJounte Murray. I'm not saying that LaMarcus requested it or demanded, but there are two moves made with LaMarcus in mind. He is happy with it. He, he's on record saying he loves playing with yeah. two bigs, which means yeah. he wants to play with, with Jakob Pertl. And he just seems to have a better pick-and-roll rapport with Derek White than he yeah. does with DeJounte Murray for reasons that are probably you know apparent. DeJounte missed all of last year while Derek and yeah. LaMarcus were, were ironing that out. But if you watch a pick-and-roll with Derek White and LaMarcus Aldridge and a pick-and-roll with DeJounte Murray and LaMarcus Aldridge, it's two different basketball plays. And if you want to look personality-wise at the two guys who are playing point guard for the Spurs this year, the one guy who, if, if you want your bench guy to be an energy guy and you want your starting point guard to be more of a steady a good force, point. I think those two roles fit those two guys better. Like DeJounte's instant energy off the bench, he can be, what is it, uh, Energizer Buddy, um, the, um, Super Mario on crack, whatever the the uh, expo- the comparisons have been. He can do that off the bench and provide you with some kind of jolt. Whereas Derek, I'm not sure, like like you just you guys just mentioned, I'm not sure that LaMarcus and DeMar want all that energy around them in that starting Right. Lineup. When you talk to them about what's what they like about playing with Derek, the word everyone uses is calm. Right. He calms things down. At the same time, Pop has said he wants them to be more assertive and mm-hmm. tell them to go to hell and, you know, uh, so maybe that, maybe he'll blend those two and become the consummate point guard. You know. 
What, what's been interesting over the past couple of weeks in terms of kind of how the rest of the NBA is coming to terms with this new um, chapter in Spurs history is for the past couple of years, when Kawhi left, everyone understood they're not a championship contender anymore, but there's been this sensation that the Spurs are still the Spurs. They're going to be around, kind of take that for granted. Now there's starting to be writers showing up to bury them, which, you know, that that makes a lot of sense because this team looks more and more like a long shot and things are looking bleak. And because of all the reasons we've explored in the podcast and on expressnews.com, by the way, you know, ex- subscribe you got to it early this time. <laughs> Subscri- <laughs> subscribe to the to the Spurs Nation newsletter. I'm going to pronounce that correctly this time. Go to expressnews.com where you can check in with uh, Jeff McDonald and Tom Warsborn and Nick Talbot and all of us. Um, but w- I mean, the, the way this season is going, maybe it should be the lose letter. It, it might be. It might be. Uh, by the way, while we're on this tangent, uh, a lot of listeners out there have been asking about our brick and mortar. Uh, location that we had teased earlier this year. You Nobody's know, you, asked that. You, what are you talking you, about? You, you can get our podcast on all the podcast apps, but people in San Antonio want a brick-and-mortar location. I mentioned we were looking into a shop in Times Square next to Bubba Gump's. We checked that location out during the New York trip last week. It's still negotiations, negotiations to come, but we, we, we will try to follow through on that. You're making things up. I can't cross the street without people asking me. <laughs> know. You know. That is your beat, the man on the street I mean, beat. <laughs> some yeah. people are saying it's a great podcast. Some people are some. saying. And let's say person on the street to be, you know, I want to be. That is a good point. Be there are, inclusive. There and, are people yeah. Yeah. on the street. Yes. Not man, not just man. Actually, yeah. Tom, Tom is more uh, often approached by women on the street than men on the street. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying he's got a he's what got we, a. It's the Ringo Starr effect. Animal magnetism. Different, different lifetime ago. That Mrs. O Kavorka. won't be. You know, I'm, Mrs. O uh, is, only, is 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 uh, is is a big part of the road trips you're, you're, too. You're getting you're getting him in trouble right now. Do you realize what you're doing? I'm Ed, saying they approach him. He never approaches them. That's true. I'm just saying. That's true. Um, I don't even know where that started or where it was going. But, oh, what what that else? That could be the name of the podcast. I don't know where it started. What I was saying was there are people showing up who are kind of writing the Spurs are done story, Mm -hmm. which is sort of interesting because I I think if you if you did did a poll of like national NBA writers or just national NBA nerds who are like on league pass every night, this might be the first month in the past like 20 years where everyone would kind of where more people than not would say the Spurs aren't a playoff team anymore. I think through all of last year, they're like, yeah, they're still going to be around. For sure. And we're not burying them here on the Spurs Insider Podcast on the Highly Secure Studio. I would say, to to put it kindly, I would say national writers are showing up to memorialize an era. Correct. Correct. But with the understanding that it is dead. Yeah. Is that that fair? Uh, It's early, but it's... It's not looking good. I, I mean, mean it doesn't. Yeah. I, it's going to be a struggle to make the playoffs this year. And so, what you're asking about, if you're talking about eras, is how quickly does it bounce back into a playoff team? Those are two separate questions. The thing that's keeping this era, because because the era that we're that we know the Spurs by really is it has been over for several years. Yes, like because they're not championship teams anymore. So the last vestige of that is the playoff streak. And when that ends, then it formally you start a new one, I guess. And pop. And pop, and pop. That's a good point. Um, but 
I mean, I, I, I think when we started this um, preseason podcast this year, we went around the table and everyone kind of said, yeah, they're probably going to make the playoffs. I think if we did that same poll now, I'm, I'm leaning towards a no. I, I'm not 100% no, but I'm, if I have to, to go one way or the other, I'd say no right now. If the seventh and eighth teams were stronger right now, I would say it's a hard no. Yeah, but, I'm not yeah. a hard no, but I'm a pretty like it's hard to fight back from six and twelve, yeah. which is, I mean, it's going to be worse by the end of this week. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's getting Ringo. better. Ringo. Yeah, I'm with Jeff. I'm not a soft no. We yeah, have we have basically uh, have four soft no's. Yeah, I'm much much will be revealed. Here. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't feel like it's really going out on a limb to say that right now. That's, yeah. that's kind of my, is, that's kind of my six point. Twelve. Everyone has kind of come to that conclusion. Going into the game tonight, which we might not get. We, we don't want to give away our top secret location, but we, the, in terms of the the time, uh, just so th- people know, this is this is the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, heading into the Minnesota T Wolves game here at the AT and T Center tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's if you look at the rest of the of the Western Conference, I think the last time we did a podcast, I said there's probably five firm yeses. I would might add Dallas to I that. I would definitely add Dallas. Dallas is yes. So six, I think there's six spots all but wrapped up, barring like major injuries or just some kind of total meltdown. So you have a bunch of teams, probably maybe six or seven teams fighting for two spots. The Spurs aren't out of it, but I don't think that they're one of the ones that are the odds-on favorite right now. And I think if you go to any kind of statistical analysis, whether it's you know the the ESPN efficiency or 538 or any of, any of that stuff, I think that they all Vegas odds makers they all agree with you that they've they've got the work cut out for them. Um, on those lines, what is the single biggest thing that they can do to kind of get back into that mix? Uh, we have I'm just, Tom Warsborn slurping coffee and shaking his head. And I'm just Jeff McDonald won't even touch his polar pop, and he's just shooting angry glances. Not angry. Those are it's it's, it's, it's exasperated. I don't, I don't know. They have to beat the teams that they should beat, like the Washington Wizards or the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves they're running out eight, of those teams, and they're running out of those and teams. Running out of those teams. It's, yeah. I mean, they've played That's... they've played better the last couple games, but they've also played the Lakers and they were at Philadelphia. Like games, they're not going to win. And then they have the Clippers on Friday. And they have the Clippers on Friday. I and mean, they've played better. You can see them playing better, but it might not be enough. Well, Pops, you know, uh, he's tinkering still. Damari Carroll's in the rotation That's now. Good. He's he's pulling out all the stops here and there. It's interesting and fun to watch. I mm-hmm. think uh, the last two years, you know, Coach of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what he did the last two years is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's more amazing to come. Uh, Marco, I, I, our, I, our friend Marco, friend of the podcast, might, <laughs> might, might be a thing of the yeah. past now. Marco took a DNP and, the other night. He did. Yeah. And I mean, we're we're. And by the way, I'm I'm totally endorsing the Carol for Bell Bellinelli move. Like that that needed to happen at some yes. point, and I think yes. now that's yeah. that's kind of entrenched. It's interesting to me. I mean, it I'm is. not a fan, but you know, it's interesting to see him cajole. You know. Maneuver and yeah, yeah. It's also interesting to see him do that and think really he could just be sitting on his butt in Italy somewhere yes. right now. Yeah, like what is the sometimes I think what is the point of this? A lot of times, the man loves a challenge. 70 years old. When we were in Philly last week, one, one of the annual traditions, whether Philly comes here or 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 the Spurs go to play the 76ers up there. See, that happens uh, twice a year. Regardless. Either way, yeah. Right. But in both places, the common question towards pop pregame, postgame, whatever, over the past few years. This would be during the process. During the process, going back, how long has Brett Brown been in Philly? Six years. Six years. years. Every, Every year it was, hey, pop, Brett, 
Brown served under you? How, you know, what, what, what do you think of the job he's doing? You know, how does he do it? And every year, Pop would say, I don't know how he does it. If the, one of the quotes was, I'd, I'd quit in a month if I had to go through that. Yeah. You know, a team that was overmatched and probably not going to make the playoffs and just going through misery. And what was, what was funny last yeah. week is you could have asked Brett Brown the same thing about right. Pop. And, in right. fact, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brett had, uh, had pointed out that, A, Pop always felt sorry for me. He never believed in me as much as uh, he said that he did. <laughs> But also that he didn't need to pick Pop up because he thinks that Pop's going to be just fine and he's treating every game like it's game seven of the NBA finals and blah, blah, blah. So we go down the hall and ask Pop that question, or I started to ask him that question, and then he went off on one of the better um, impersonations of a, of a national public official that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, said, he said, are you implying that we are going through tough times? You know, uh, we're actually, what he said, we're kicking ass. And, uh, <laughs> it's fake news that we've lost all these games. And yeah. You guys are scum for even attempting A witch hunt. It was, it's a, it's witch, a witch hunt. hunt. Human scum. But to Tom's point earlier, like, I think Pop sees this as a challenge and is having as much... Fun is probably the wrong word, but he's he's getting as much enjoyment out of this as he can because it's something that they just haven't dealt with before, and he's he's trying not to be all doom and gloom because that doesn't help anybody. I love his attitude. I, yeah. I really do. I love the humor in it, and he said something in Dallas that I've heard him say many times before, but it really resonated with me on this trip. Someone said, how do you rate what you're doing right now? Your mm-hmm. job. He says, I don't rate myself. I yeah. don't rate myself. I do what I do, and that's it. You live with it. Yeah, it's great advice for anyone not to turn this, this into a, a self help. Not to turn this into now. a self help podcast, but I I think it's interesting. That's part of the, you know, stuff that goes along with the covering a losing team or a team that's struggling, and in their case, struggling to retain what they've been. You know, it's it's uh, going back to just sort of why Pop is still here or being surprised that he's still here. I remember a decade ago. When they'd play the jazz, and he'd mm-hmm. be talking about Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan's a lifer. I would never do that. I can't imagine yeah. being here, right. being, being here at 70, uh, coaching a basketball team. I, I would, I'm never going to. I'm going to be gone long before that. And lo and behold, every year he's back for All more. All these things that he said he'd never do. He used to say that he was going to retire when Tim Duncan yeah. retired. And that he would never go suffer through losing like Brett Brown, and he wouldn't become Jerry Sloan. He's kind of doing all those things. Yeah. Tom, remember 2000 and early 2000s during the built. Parcells era whenever he was in training camp yeah. at the Alamo Dome. Yes. And what you're just talking about, what Pop just said, the, the recording that I saved right. from his press conference that day about yeah. you know whether you did a good job or not. Whether, whether If you write an article for the paper. Right. Back then yeah. there were newspapers. For our younger listeners, that was something that you... Tell our listeners at home, what is a newspaper? <laughs> it's, it's like... Um, it's a... It's, well, I was going to... The joke... It's like Facebook uh, except... Uh, it was. It came in your driveway. It's and like a printed out. It actually blog. had like true things in it, but it was it was pictures and articles and so, so it's like a printed out blog. And for those of you, we have an exclusive deal for those of you who are listening to the Spurs Insider podcast. We will allow you to subscribe to a newspaper. Like call uh, call up expressnews.com, Call the Sanchez Express News. We can hook that up for you. You can get a newspaper in your driveway on your apartment door for a very, very reasonable price. It's really, really, really cool. And I think it's they're all going to make comebacks. Like it's, it, it's probably less than you can uh, sponsor like a like a starving child in, in Africa. Let, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. You should do both. Uh, but anyway, Bill Parcell's yeah. point was 
you know what you've done at the end of the day. Um, don't worry about what other people think of you. Just make sure that you you kind of do what you can be proud of. And yeah. I think that's what Pop's talking about right and now. Go home and pet the dog, he used to say. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's it. But I also, behind you. I also think some some of those guys, uh, they say that, and then they go home and kick the dog. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and maybe not. Like, well, you know, there's, 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 say absolutely. There's sort of the famous Pop, yeah. it's, it's only basketball. Right. I got better things than, but you know it's just, some days it's just killing them behind. I it guess says, my point is, from our standpoint, you remember these things more than you do, say, a championship year. Jim Hazlitt coaching mm-hmm. the Saints here during the toughest of seasons. Yeah. For any franchise, you remember things he went through and how he navigated it. Yep. Those things stick with you as a reporter. Yep, for sure. And th- and for a group of uh, reporters, not just us, but everybody who's kind of covered the Spurs over the past two decades, not to say that you want to see them lose, but it's interesting to deal with a different kind of story for the first time in forever. Um, we're not saying that this is going to be the year when they make the play when they miss the playoffs, but that there can be compelling storylines there. Um, we were talking about lineups earlier, and, and one thing that's kind of kind of the big uh, matzo ball that's out there, uh, to use the Jerry Seinfeld thing, is Tom sitting in front of Tom right now, the Spurs dropped off a DeMar DeRozan bobblehead, H-E-B bobblehead, which I guess is going to be available to people. DeMar DeRozan, when you look at stuff like plus minus and net rating, has not been one of the Spurs' better performers. That's this a year. good way of putting it. <laughs> that's, that's a good way. Of putting uh, I believe it. they are. You're very nice. Last in deficiency, defense efficiency with him on the floor, and first when he is off the floor. Meaning they're at their best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a place for what Demar does. We all like Demar as a person, um, and I think that he can contribute to a winning team. And he's leading the team in scoring, and he does Demar things. But um, how to put this, Del? I don't think – I'll just say this. I don't think there's any world in which DeMar DeRozan gets benched in San Antonio, no. uh, which might be the best thing for People the team. People have suggested that to me on Twitter, and I'm like, right. That's, like he would, he would be great in a six-man role, just feasting on, on uh, second units, and, and, and the first unit could be organized a little bit differently i don't think there's any way pop asked him to do that not in a hundred million years and if he does ask him to do that i think the obvious answer like damar response would be i I don't want to be here because why why does he want to come off the bench this isn't even speaking negative of him it's anybody in his situation a guy who's been an all-star who is leading his team in scoring and there's there's not many players he, Demar might do that if they're if if they're in the playoff you, hunt or you, if they're competing for a title. You can sell gu- it, you can sell guys on that when it's we're going to win a championship right. this way. All right, yeah, not if he's when, on the Lakers, not not when we're going you know when, do this and maybe we win thirty five games. When they're six and twelve, he's not going to accept that. So on, I, I guess one thing is kind of put that out of your head if you're a Spurs fan, hoping that maybe let's see Demar come off the bench. People, like want to send, yeah, people want to send me all these lineups they want to do, and I'm like, well, if it doesn't have DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge in it, it's not going to happen. I agree. And we're not, we're so, not saying so that that's, or, that's correct or, or we're not saying that's, that's not the most optimal lineup for the Spurs. It, it, tell, it like, might be, well, but you have to if, think about chemistry. You have right. to think about how people get along. If, if all these players were just numbers on a page, just robots with no right. brains or emotions, then maybe you would organize it differently. Um. DeMar still 
I, I think another thing that we've learned over the past month or so is I, I don't see any way that the Spurs are going to extend him yeah, before so. next summer. I don't think so. So lots of things to think about. We're, we're winding down here today, but one thing to watch over the next month or so is if things go the way they're going now and it becomes more and more clear that the Spurs aren't going to make the playoffs and you have a guy who's – option is up next summer and you're not going to extend them, maybe you find out if there's takers out there, if anybody's sure. interested in them. I think sure. there will be. For sure. Oh, For yeah. Sure. yeah. He would fit well on a lot of teams. It just doesn't fit well with this team at this moment. Right. Right. Yeah. And then when you get into that, you, you I mean, you're just, at that point, I think you are sort of, you've pulled the plug on this season. Yeah. And you're trying to build something in the future, and so you would look for assets that would help you do that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't take back a bad contract just to get rid of tomorrow. No, I, 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 I don't think so either. And there there might be deals. I'm, I'm not going to mention any off the top of my head because that would just feed the evil yeah. aggregation machine, which I want no part of because then it's going to be like, this dude on this post, the, the, the awesome Spurs Insider podcast, you know, threw this name out, out there. But I think there, there are deals that could be had where the this year's team wouldn't take a huge hit. Like yeah. there, there's there, there's win-win yeah. stuff out yeah. there. I bet you're right. Um, so and and considering where Pop is in his career, I'm not sure he would do one where it would just be Demar and then all like draft picks in 2024 or whatever. Like I think he'd want a little something coming back, which you'd have to because of his salary. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's something to look out for. Um, the the upcoming schedule, the Clippers are here on Friday. Are things going to get any easier, or is this kind of more of the same, guys? The Clippers game? After the Clippers. After the Clippers game. I mean, it loosened. You have more. There's just fewer games, so you have can you know get recombobulated a little bit. You do have some games that are more winnable on paper. I mean, the NBA, there's a, there's a lot of good teams, and when you're not one of them, you're playing over your head a lot. But, you know, they got, they got games coming up against Detroit in December. and Sacramento. Sac- yeah. They got a nice five-day break, too. There's That's a big true. break. I mean, and, and nobody likes to hear this. The working man doesn't like to hear this because, I mean, these are these are NBA, NBA players making millions of dollars, and, I, and the working man walks uphill both ways in the snow, in the, in the, in the heat. So Merle, Did you Haggard, that Merle Haggard song. Yeah, exactly. But as, as Pop has pointed out and the players have pointed out, this hasn't been a crazy, ridiculous schedule, but they've been playing every other day for the whole first month and haven't had really any breather there. There's been a lot of short road trips back and forth. And maybe the, what Nick talked about, you know, the five days off, that could be a refresher. I mean, until there. this week, it's been a flight or a game mm. every day. A flight or a game every day. Helps that they come back with Cleveland, too. And, and Cle- again, Cleveland's coming in, yeah. And again, the working man doesn't want to hear about a flight or a game every day because they're digging coal. I or, drink my beer at the tavern. <laughs> I, I drink my beer at the tavern. I, I, I hauled hay when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway. Tom Orsborn, um, he was there in uh, Liverpool, you know, working, <laughs> very working class, class. Yes. Club, yeah, yes. working class hero, John Lennon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we 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 are not asking the working man to feel sorry for the Spurs because they have a flight or a game every day, but their Spurs might be a little refreshed when that slows down a little bit. But if you had a flight or a game every day, you uh, I have, a, you I have might, a lot of points. But you might also suck at your job every now and then. That's true. I I I. I managed that without a flyer. Yeah, exactly. Back to Bill Parcells. I think that that <laughs> spiel that you made reference to it was it's not 
it's not when everything's going right that matters. What yeah. you do when I, it's it's when you when you've made mistakes, when you're tired, when you're sick. Do you show up then? That's that, true. That was part of that I speech. Don't. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I stay home and curl up in the fetal yeah. position. But anyway, that was a memorable position. speech, and I know you taped it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I still have it on tape. Tony Parker yeah. famously once asked, "Was it Buck?" Yes. Yes, Johnny. He asked Johnny, Johnny Ludden to explain. This was early. This was early in Tony's career, <laughs> first, first or second year. To explain a Buck Harvey column. Why does we, Why does Buck say I was in the fetal position? <laughs> or what does Buck mean by fetal position? <laughs> Pretty know, good. Uh, Manu had a, a memorable. I had a one-on-one with Manu his last season where okay. he. I wish I, had, I wish I had taped that. I had a one-on-one with Manu. Because he, he went into that whole thing about, hey, we stay in great hotels. We have a great life. Manu's done that many times. Yeah. Manu was really good about that. Pop is good about that. Yeah, it was, one, yeah, it was mm. him echoing Pop. Yeah. But I wish I had taped that. that How can you nice. not be up for this? Anyway, I'm sorry to offend the working man. I'm sorry. Lord have mercy on that guy. I'm sorry that Jeff wasn't better in this podcast. Like the rest three of us were good. He was not, but that's just kind of what we expect. Um, he did wear a suit coat and a, and a ball cap with his polar pop, so he's at least showing more respect for the podcast. Well, we're on the week. way to a game. That's true. I'm showing more respect I'm gonna, for the basketball. I'm going to take it as you're showing a little more respect for the podcast. We still have some work to do on that. Um, in I the just want to be on record to say about, I have no respect for this. How about the memorable, <laughs> Tom, the memorable Tom Benson speech My that, Lord. that you and I talked about for years? We will we, get into that at some point. Yeah. Uh, but mean, but until the next one, maybe Ringo and I will talk about Tom Benson next time. In the meantime, um, go to expressnews.com. Subscribe to that Facebook for your driveway thing that I was mentioning earlier. You can get a, 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 a newspaper subscription. It's it's just the, the bee's knees. You're going to love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, did I say Spurs Nation newsletter? You can yeah, get this podcast, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Sketcher, all that stuff. Um, and I guess that's it. Until the next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care of each other and keep it real.